This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I enjoy hearing you every morning. Your mom is so fat, when she wears heels, she strikes oil. (laughs) (laughs) Them hogs, man. Them hogs can't do no wrong, fella. Have you ever slapped a bag, Tommy? On a football Friday, we're going to talk to Laura Rutledge coming up in just a bit. More SEC Media Days sound bites headed your way. A little Jalen Catalan, a little KJ Jefferson, and more of Coach Pittman. All of our coverage from Atlanta at SEC Media Days is brought to you by Arvest Bank. Arvest provides a wide range of banking services, including loans, deposits, treasury management, credit cards, mortgage loans, and mortgage services. Visit Arvest.com, equal housing lender, member FDIC. We're also brought to you by Baxter Regional Medical Center, a nonprofit health system that focuses on providing high-quality, compassionate care since 1963 for our friends and neighbors in north-central Arkansas and southern Missouri. Neurosurgery, a comprehensive heart program, urology, women's health, orthopedic care, uh, pain management are just a few of the specialties they provide to our friends and neighbors. And listen, with 250 providers, 1,800 employees, and over 40 locations from Harrison to Hardy, from West Plains to Mountain View, Baxter Regional is here for you wherever you are. Get more details online at baxterregional.org. We're now joined by Laura Rutledge, SEC Network, ESPN. And, Laura, thanks for coming on first and foremost. Another SEC media day. It's 46 hours of coverage for you guys. How are you going to manage it this week? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, thanks for having me. You know, the good thing is they don't put me on for all 46 hours. Otherwise, I'd probably be falling over. But it's wonderful to be able to cover this conference the way that we do. And I think the impact that SEC Media Days always has throughout the country is dynamic. People know that this week is SEC Media Days week. And you see so much of the, the promotion and so much of the exposure for the young athletes and for the coaches. I think it's wonderful. And it kind of makes us feel like football is a little bit closer to being back which i'm really excited for remind me your schedule because you're now doing nfl live right are you doing sec nation on top of that yeah so i host nfl live every day on espn um, that's at 4 p.m and then on fridays i'll do what i did last year which would mean nfl live goes on the road wherever we are for sec nation so it's kind of cool it's the first time that that's ever happened last year we'll do it again this year and then we'll be on site for sec nation on saturdays and then turn it right back around for the next week um, but you know it's it's so much fun to have a foot in both the nfl and in college football and college football is is my heart and soul. It's it's where I got my start. I will always love it so much. There's so much connectivity between college football and the NFL, too, that it really makes my job a whole lot of fun. And we got a chance to catch up with Alyssa Lang earlier. Did you get to make the ramen as well, or is that just her and Amanda? Like, did you get a chance I, to do that? <laughs> that was just her and Amanda. I, I saw that, and I thought, golly, I really love to cook. So I, I was kind of jealous that they got to do that. And I was talking to Amanda about it a little bit, uh, our PR director, and she was telling me, I was like, all right, well, I need to be doing this too. So I'm going to look into that for sure. <laughs> so well, let's get into some nitty-gritty stuff. K.J. Jefferson is the guy that a lot of Arkansas fans are really excited about, and deservedly so. And there's a lot of guys. I know your colleague Roman Harper said this morning he picked Arkansas as the team that's going to take that next step this year. Does that mean beat Alabama? I don't know. What is your kind of assessment of Arkansas? Yeah, well, listen, uh, I've always been a believer in Arkansas under Sam Pittman, and I think what he brought to the table last year is the potential was seen, right? So they had some success early on and certainly beating Texas and some of the big moments. 
we look back and we say, wow, that was a team that surprised some people. They're not going to surprise people this year, right? People know this is an Arkansas team that's well-coached. K.J. Jefferson brings back some experience and some great talent. And listen, if you have a quarterback in this league, you've got something, right? And <laughs> you can kind of take it from there. Uh, I'll be interested to see what their offense looks like without Traylon Burks in there and just some of the differences that we'll see. But either way, I think they're set up to take that next step. I agree with Roman in that standpoint. And, and then it's just a matter of, okay, how are you really competing in the SEC West, which is a gauntlet, as we all know. So I asked Alyssa about her alma mater, South Carolina. I know you as a Florida alum. Arkansas doesn't play them this year. But one of the questions that I had, who's going to challenge Georgia? What are your expectations for Billy Napier in year one and what they have coming back? Yeah, look, it's going to be a tall task for Florida to challenge Georgia this year. And and I think you, you look at Billy Napier and the expectations that are on his shoulders, and he understands it more than we even do, right? Some of the pressure that he's getting from Florida fans, he knows what, what is expected. He's done well in the transfer portal. I'm excited to see Anthony Richardson. I think, once again, you've got a quarterback that's got a skill set like that. It makes you feel good at least about that, right? Uh, but there's so much that needs to be improved. And Georgia's going to be better than a lot of people are saying, right? Stetson Bennett, I mean, what else does he have to do to prove that he's worth it and that he's worthy of praise even during the georgia spring game people are still asking about carson beck look this guy won you a national championship i think their tight ends are going to make their offense a little bit better even than it was last year they're going to be improved right and even though they lose some guys on that side of the ball certainly lose some guys on the defensive side it's not that they are lacking talent so for me i actually think south carolina is going to be the biggest challenger to georgia in the sec east and spencer rattler coming in uh their their schedule at times i think sets up well they've got some games at home that are going to be really difficult for the opponent to go there it's a tough place to play so i'd point to them as as potentially the second best team in the sec east we've got a chance to hear what greg sankey had to say both questions and then just his overall opening speech and i know you're trying to do studio stuff on top of listening to what he said so it's hard to keep up but a lot of questions scheduling nil what do you think is the fans want to know the most that maybe hasn't been answered just yet well i think one of the biggest things right now is figuring out what is the sport that we love going to look like? You know, it's so much has changed and it's, it's been changing so rapidly. Even this time last season, we're finding out that or last offseason, we're finding out that Oklahoma and Texas are going to be joining the SEC. And it, at first glance, people are like, what? This doesn't even make sense. And that, now that feels like old news and feels like just a, a common thing that's happening. And so I thought what Greg Sankey did well and, and what we saw a lot of today was just calming people down a little bit and saying the SEC is not going to be this conference desperate to go out and expand because we know that a lot of people want to come here. So let's not go out and panic and try to add a bunch of different schools that we don't have to. Um, and, and there's a competitive advantage in knowing that you have super teams within your conference as opposed to just saying, I'm seeking a super conference. And, and listen, you have it like you said. Exactly. And, and college football is going to keep changing, right? So we, we know that. But I think it's finding your piece in that is the juggernaut of college football anyway. And, and that's what the SEC is. What, what I do think fans would be interested about and something to keep an eye on is until we find out what the college football playoff is going to do until they settle on a plan for how they're going to expand it's going to be difficult to see what these conferences and what the the schedules are going to look like you know you you they don't want to change things from a conference standpoint until they know what the playoff looks like ultimately and we don't have those answers yet so there's a bit of a stopgap there when it comes to the progress that people are asking about i think the college football playoff itself is holding out some of those answers and on the subject of scheduling florida and kentucky are in a unique situation where they play an in-state school that's outside of the league and it's a game that everyone wants to see happen every year 
I would I would guess that they might be one of the teams that is not a huge fan of playing non-SEC games yeah. and then in addition to playing Florida State and Louisville. What do they have to do when factoring those games in in addition to the already tough SEC slate? Yeah, it's a good question because I, I think you try really hard not to get rid of these storied rivalries that are so iconic when you think about Florida and Florida State and then Kentucky and Louisville. Um, and, and so those schools will want to get rid of that. But but to your point, if we end up with the nine SEC games, and we, and we saw this, right? We saw this in the COVID year. It wasn't exactly how it would be, right? But you saw these teams. I mean, Alabama wins the national championship. They play 10 regular season SEC games. It was a gauntlet beyond all gauntlets, even in a unique year. So I, I do see the trepidation there. But I also think from the competitive product, this is what we want to see as fans and and what do we want to see on television what do we want to see from the standpoint of marketing this league we want to see the most competitive games at all times so there are many players in this and um i guess what i'll be interested in is how the student athletes are protected in all of this because they're going to be the ones that have to go out there and potentially play nine sec games or thanks for your time thank you so much for having me all right good stuff from laura rutledge of the sec network and espn she'll be tommy in Fayetteville, week number one, as mm-hmm. SEC Nation announced on Sam Pittman Day Wednesday that they're coming to Fayetteville for Cincinnati. I'm I'm impressed with um, with her ability to prepare for both the NFL and doing uh, one of their major weekday shows and keeping up with all of that, and then also having what you need to to, to cover college football in the the greatest college football conference in America. So that takes a lot of time, a lot of reading. Uh, a lot of good people around you to keep you up on that. So uh, uh, respect to her for for uh, being able to prepare and kind of straddle that fence, so to speak, with big-time college football in the NFL. Yeah, she's able, again, her schedule with NFL Live every day during the week and then traveling on top of all that, Tommy. That is – that's not easy. So props to her. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give her some credit too. She's really, really nice and uh, one of the one of the faces of the SEC network. She's done a great job. Yeah. So uh, we got more to to talk about, uh, and, and we can kind of talk about some of the things y'all y'all hit on there with schedule and um, you know. I thought it was interesting. She said, you know, Texas and OU coming in the league kind of feels like old news. It, it has been a year, and you know, it's kind of like planning that trip to europe or something that all right we're going in three years we've we've booked our we booked our flight or we've we've booked our uh you know our hostel over there in italy somewhere what but you got to wait three years that's kind of what this feels like is we got this great vacation coming up but it's three years away and that's and now we're a year closer but we're still two years away so i mean it just um that's kind of how the the feeling is for me and I was uh, around someone yesterday. It's a big OU fan, and we were talking and going back and forth. And, and both sides uh, of the state line on the western border, I promise you, anticipate this. And I, I hope there's a way. Maybe something will happen, and uh, it'll happen a year sooner. But there's well, a lot of things that go into it with non-conference games and revenue. And you, you heard Greg Sankey this week talk about the revenue models. They're not going to bring two teams in just to so so the other the existing fourteen can make less. Well. When you said talking with the OU fan, was it broken English? Was it hard to understand? <laughs> I'm assuming the no, it, it was pretty clear. They he had both teeth in, and um, okay. so you know it was it was pretty. But that's going to be the fun of it, and I don't think that resonates with someone listening in Russellville this morning, or Hot Springs, or someone listening maybe in Harrison, um, even Fayetteville, because Fayetteville is still what is it, twenty five or thirty miles over to the border at Siloam Springs. Yeah. I mean, you know, but if you live in Fort Smith, if you live in Van Buren, 
probably Siloam. You live in, you know, down around Mena. You just go down that western side of the state where, you know, you go, people go back and forth. Families go back and forth. People come over and from LaFleur and Sequoia County to work in, in the Fort Smith area, Van Buren area. If you live on that side of, of our state, you know what I'm talking about. You, you're, you're probably shaking your head at the dashboard right now. I can assure you that uh, this Oklahoma game is of priority to people that live in the counties that border Oklahoma on the western side because it's what you've grown up with. It's the conversations you've dealt with. It's what happens at Thanksgiving dinner. You know, OU fans trying to shove it down our throats about how much better their program is than Arkansas. Well, now we get to play. Now we're going to get to find out. And you know what? OU is a premier program, but it's going to make some, for some fun conversations, for some divided households, and uh, for some great conversations, I hope, here on the show. So we heard Sam Pittman on Wednesday say he would like to play Oklahoma and Texas mm-hmm. year-round, probably Missouri as well. Jimbo Fisher was up there yesterday, and he said that Texas, LSU, and Mississippi are the three teams A&M has been mentioned to play annually. And he added he wants to play Arkansas annually. Do you think, Tommy, these coaches have already been told or have heard through the grapevine of probably who they're three, or do you think they're just in the in the dark as we are? I think they probably get some input, but they don't get any decision-making. I mean, I think probably the ADs and the coaches have all had uh, this this very conversation. You know, what would their druthers be if they, if they could choose? And maybe they get to turn in a preference list and they look at it. I, I don't know what the process is. I'm just spitballing here, but uh, I don't think there's going to be a, a system set up where Greg Sankey lets the coaches pick their opponents or they or, or they already have that information because I don't think it's – there's probably some models that have privately been seen and looked at. and uh, But in the end, you know, you stop and think about it. Texas is going to play Oklahoma every year. Everybody wants to play Texas. Yep. We brought this. Everybody, all the existing and what will be 15 other schools want Texas on their schedule because it's a full house. It may be a better ticket sale right now than Alabama coming to town, not quite honestly, uh, because it'll be new and fresh for some schools. I Texas, would agree with that. Texas is going to play Texas A&M, and Texas is going to play Oklahoma. That's going to, I can, you can almost lock that in. If there's three permanents, you can lock that in. Does Arkansas become their third? Arkansas is going to play Missouri. Whether we like it or not, that feels like something that's got, that's got to happen. It feels to me like you're going to have to choose. If I was guessing, and I'm, I'm, I'm just spitballing here on what I think might happen, I think Arkansas is going to end up playing Missouri, Ole Miss, and then it's going to come down to a choice. Do you get Texas or do you get OU every year? And I think that's kind of where it's going to – because I, I think in the end OU is going to get Texas – OU is going to get Missouri, and then is it LSU from there? You know, TV is going to have a say in all this. I think we we discount what Ole Miss. You know, who's Ole Miss going to want to play? Mississippi State, LSU if they can. They probably like to play Arkansas for 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 some balance. So, um, you know, Alabama is going to play Tennessee and and Auburn, and then who from there? You know, but. You, know, you can start. It, some of them just make sense because they're games that are going to have to be played, because they're not going to quit playing Texas OU. That's just not going. That's not going. There's not going to be a year of college football. I don't think. I may be wrong when it comes out that goes by that they don't play the Red River rivalry. I think what you have to do is look at 
the opponent that you're wanting to play permanently and look at who they have to play, mm-hmm. as you just said. Yeah. Texas has to play Oklahoma, and they have to play Texas A&M. And as you just alluded to, every other team in this conference would love to have them on their schedule, including Alabama, because that would just be a tie of matchups. Now, one has the national championships pedigree. Other is more just a brand being Texas. But that is a, a matchup every year that people would tune in, not just in the Southeastern Conference to watch, but from all over the country. How Greg Sankey and Mark Womack and their team decide to do this, he said, listen, on Monday, you know what he said? He said, television isn't going to decide what they're going to do. Yeah, right. That's just a bold-faced lie. That's not true. He said something, and I'm paraphrasing, television is not going to have impact on this. That's just not true, Tommy. You Mm-mm. know, being doing this for a while, that it is going to have, especially with the money that they're paying exactly. and going to have to be paying, they're going to have a massive well, input. What did we say this. about Kirby and, a minute ago and coaches? Much is given, much is expected. Yeah, This deal isn't any different, Ty. I mean, if ESPN is going to give them – you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year and billions over time, they're going to have input in this. Believe you me. Yeah, I would. I would think so too. And so that being said, they are in a situation right now where they've got they're getting pulled. And I, I say they. I'm talking about the SEC conference office specifically, the higher ups like Greg Sankey. They're getting pulled in a million different directions by athletics directors, presidents, coaches. Hey, we want this. We want that. No one is going to be 100% happy, including you as an Arkansas fan. There's probably a team that you want to play every single year that's out of the norm or not in that, like, top group. Tommy mentioned Ole Miss earlier. I love playing Ole Miss. I got Mm -hmm. Ole Miss connections. It's fun. It's close. Oxford's not far from Little Rock. Yeah. Oxford's not far from a lot of our listening areas. Then you mentioned Oklahoma. Norman's about two and a half hours from where we're located, not that far from Fayetteville. It's a little under three. And Texas, yes, Austin is not exactly the the, the quickest drive, but it's still Texas. So how they go about doing this and when they release it, Tommy, that's the other thing. It's like, when are we going to actually find this out? Is it going to be by the end of the year? Is it going to be by next summer? Well, that's something else that I'm very curious about when this actually takes place. We don't have the 23 schedule yet, much less, you know, you know, we're talking about 24 and 5 and down the line. So, I, I mean, I I think it's 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 not it's later rather than sooner to, to reverse the phrase because I think there's you know you've still got the 22 season to 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 execute then you got usually during football season at some point you get the schedule for the following football season but part of the calculus here is non-conference games and they've got to figure out are they going to and he talked about he being Greg Sankey are we going to play eight or we're going to play nine you know starting in in 25 so that's got to be figured out because ADs are going to have to maneuver out of a non-conference game uh, to make room for a ninth SEC game. So there's a lot of moving pieces on this chessboard here to make all of this work. Let's hear what this guy thinks. Eddie in Clarksville now on with us. Eddie, what three opponents, if you had to choose, do you want to play every year? Well, I'd like to say Arkansas, get down to business and get back to one of the greatest rivalries that ever you know, you talk about excitement in college football. The hook'em horns versus a whoopick three. I hope we're on that slate. I mean, tremendous robbery. And much of the excitement of college football today has to 
between these two border states. I mean, what an intense rivalry. Great for college football. I'd like to see us play year in and year out. Uh, like LSU, get back to that business. You know, some great wins in a program against in Baton Rouge and Little Rock at War Memorial. And I'd like to see us, you know, continue the rivalry with uh, a kind of tour between Ole Miss and Missouri. Uh, I know we're trying to make Missouri that intense rivalry, and certainly we've had some good games and battles with them. Uh, for recruiting, though, there's nothing better than the hook'em horns and the woo-pick suey, and, and certainly tremendous games over the decades. And as a fan aboard the Hall train, when I've been blowing a whistle for decades, I've read about it. I've dreamed about it. You know, the great shootout. Uh, I never have been a part of that type of environment where U of A is playing for the national championship. We've come close, been knocking at doors at times over the decades. But now, suddenly, you know, hope is back in our program. If you listen to Coach Sim, Chewbox Pittman, take the podium, much like Coach Saban did the other the other morning, you see confidence. You see a man with a plan, a program, and just three years has too far. And this was 43 days. As I woke this morning, I could hear that whistle blowing. I want to put you put this in your sweetener this morning. While you're drinking your coffee for your breakfast, it's, it's 43 days when that train gets a rolling and the whistle gets a blowing. We're going to have a tremendous year, and we're going to take a back seat to nobody in the SEC. Them days are gone. Let me say this. Passing your seatbelt. And this is what I love about Coach Pittman. You know what he said the other day? He said he been a first lady of a football program. I mean, he took a page out of my heart. You know what he said? He grew up. He loved. Somebody stood up and said, what do you listen to? What's your favorite song? What's your favorite rock group? He said Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nick. So every week I'm going to dedicate a song to Coach Pittman and a first lady on a football program. And I'm going to start it off this morning. I'm going to dedicate it to you, sir, Coach Pittman, uh, the chain. Because our football program has become a chain that's not easily broken. We'll see you on the playing field this year. Fasten your seatbelt and listen to that whistle blow. There you go. I guess I need to, and I, I told you our senior year, we listened to Luke Bryan on Fridays and Fleetwood Mac on Saturdays. I guess I need to incorporate some Fleetwood Mac rejoins once football season gets it going, Tommy. Yeah, the the chain area, let me get a little bit of, give you a little taste of it. Yeah. Bad timing. We'll come back to that. We can, we can do it uh, to kick off the 7 o'clock hour with Clay Henry. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code B. B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. 
You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Back here on the Morning Rush, KT Jefferson had some positive things to say about Malik Hornsby. It was kind of a funny uh, comment that he had that we'll share with you in a little bit. Coming up, we're also going to get into our Red River Dodge Morning Rush daily question in just a bit. And your Fitzman Friday picks are coming up as well. Tom. Yeah, full hour coming up. I know this uh, weekend, it's, you know, we got some cooler weather coming down the road, but it's not going to be this weekend. So maybe you're doing some early morning fishing on the Arkansas River this weekend. Take along the uh, the Booyah Mobster with you. It's by Pradco, made right here in Arkansas. It's been designed by top fishermen, top anglers that uh, are in the muddy water mobs. They understand river fishing and what you need uh, to, to do well because they're winning tournaments with the Booyah Mobster all the time on Lake Dardanelle, Kerr Lake. Uh, you're probably getting some, some nightly leagues when it's not too hot and do well with this. So if you're fishing submerged or matted grass, uh, you're headed to the river, maybe you take along the Pop and Pad Crasher Jr., you can find them all right now at LearnEd.com and tackle stores throughout Arkansas and Oklahoma. It's the Booyah Mobster and the Pop and Pad Crasher Jr. All right, so here is our Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. And Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer at RedRiverDodge.com. You're Coach Pittman, and you're up there on Wednesday. And he had some good stuff. He had some funny anecdotes that he had to say. But, Clay, Tommy, I'll, I'll let you hit this one first, and I'll give you my thoughts. What do you, What do you, What is your opening statement? And then what, what are some of the answers you are answering the questions on Wednesday if you're Coach Pittman? Clay, you want to go first? You mean, what is my opening statement? If you're Sam Pittman, yeah, got it. Talking about his football team, what what is your opening statement and and kind of to some of the questions you might get as how are you responding to them? I think that opening statements are overrated, and I if if, <laughs> if I'm the coach, uh, the, I would uh, reserve most of the time for the Q and A. I would do like Mike Leach, but I would expand a little on that. Short but sweet and say I really don't want to take a lot of y'all's time uh, by a rambling long opening statement. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Our team has worked hard for the summer. We're anxious to get on the field to prove uh, what last year, you know, was not once, but it would be something that we can repeat and ready for your questions. And and I respect that. I don't need a long – 2,000-word opening statement. I understand why a coach would do that. Like, uh, you know, you would just use up all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, you talk and talk and talk and talk, and then Bob Holt gets one question and you're done. It's a filibuster. (laughs) They turn it into a filibuster up there. So there's some some, uh, method to the madness. Mm -hmm. I thought it's been, uh, you know, just watching Greg Sankey – introduce all these coaches and it's just the way it is because that's the uh the decorum and the professionalism that uh, that i guess goes with the end but it's just awkward to me when he gives this introduction what do we normally hear when someone's introduced and then now the speaker you know there's a a uh, con- you know an oblig- uh, uh, obligatory uh, obligatory round of applause usually and he introduces them and here comes and it's just dead silence for like 20 seconds it yeah. just 
to me, has that felt awkward to you guys watching that? Ty, you were there. It just on TV, it translates as awkward. It is, and I, I will say now. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Greg Sankey is a stand-up comedian, but he did open his press conference with a Fast Times quote, which I'm always a fan of. And he always tries to throw one in a little rib in these, and not the not the the rib like eat, but the you know just like to mess with the coach a little, which is good, right? You gotta yeah. you gotta make it a little lighthearted. But no, it's it's odd, Tommy, because like the coaches are like behind the stage, so then Greg kind of motions mm-hmm. to him and brings him up and like you said it, it takes a little bit and there's transition but it is odd. I, I would say to if I was Sam Pittman and I get up there and I, I think he said it uh, basically this week is when he's asked is Arkansas back he's like well he, he's pointing to just the success of the athletics department which we'll get into a little later on he's also said we're not back but we're we're on the right track which you are right now and mm-hmm. you're you're still maybe a year or two away from really, like, winning. The, like, the SEC West could actually be in your grass. And some will say, well, you can get it this year. I just don't know if this year if they have the 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 team 100% to not just beat Alabama, but as you brought up, Tommy, you got to beat Alabama, and you got to also you got to win basically, what is it, seven, six other conference games, basically six at a minimum, and then seven to, to really – I mean, I, it's tough. But, yeah, I, I would just say we're not there yet, guys, but we're we're on the right track, and he and he did that this week. Yeah, I mean, seven and one's like the minimum like yeah. to win the division. I, I'd agree. So, and you better – if you have that one loss, it better not be to Bama because they'll probably have the tiebreaker or, or have a better record. So, but I thought what how Sam, you know, went through it. I mean, Sam's funny, and he's engaging, but he's um, – it's more of a dry sense of humor, I think we'd all say. And I thought the way he got his humor in, he was, I thought, more um, engaging with the humor on the SEC Now set. But I thought he did a good job of recapping, also highlighting and uh, you know the, the difficulty of the schedule and pointing out some things with the non-conference schedules that maybe people didn't know, like BYU's record in the last 25 games and how many returning starters they have and um, you know, I think the the reality is we talked a little bit about this yesterday, Ty and Clay. I get your thoughts. You could be a seven win team and actually be better this year when you factor in not just schedule, which I don't think is the predominant factor in this in this opinion of mine, but the fact that you don't have all the the super seniors that that loaded up the depth for your roster last year. You you mentioned Dalton Wagner and Dorian Gerald and their ages. You had a lot more grown men that were twenty three 24 years old playing for you last year guys like grant morgan and myron cunningham those guys aren't there you've got a a a few of those back three of those guys back because of the COVID eligibility but uh, clay you know you could be a better football team in some ways but still not produce that eighth or ninth regular season win but still have advanced your program yeah that's true defensively more so on offense um when I look at uh, the guys that are going to touch the ball in the offensive backfield, and let's face it, it's going to be a running team. It was last year. I mean, they they, they threw off the running game, mm-hmm. play action, and but the guys that are going to touch the ball have played a lot of football, probably with the exception of, of Hornsby. He hasn't played a, a huge amount. But he's going to play a lot this year, and he is an electric player. But they're, they're you know, Rocket Sanders, Dominic Johnson – uh, A.J. Green, those guys are electric and have played enough football. They should, you know, they they should be in 
great form. And I, I think that's what we're we're probably not talking about enough is those particular guys playing behind this offensive line that, that also finally has depth. Uh, you know, some guys that we haven't seen a lot of yet are are going to be capable of stepping in if something happens to, you know, a frontline player. Um, you know, Tykeus Crawford, I think, is going to have a terrific year. And I'm not sure where all he's going to play, uh, but he, he might be the, you know, the jack of all trades that can play either tackle spot or even guard, uh, like Ty Clary did. And he's a better player than Ty Clary. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, and where, tr- you know, Trey Knox is in his development and his ability to really impact the game at tight end, I think is significant. That they didn't have that last year for the bulk of the season, maybe a little bit late. Uh, so I, I think this offense will be different, but I think it's going to be an offense that puts up a lot of points, and they're capable of winning more games than seven. I, you're right, Tommy. The schedule is just horrific. And going to BYU, we cannot probably talk about that enough, That how tough of a game mm-hmm. that's going to be. Absolutely. I mean, and Cincinnati's the same way. And I don't know. You know who the players are that Cincinnati has. You know I know who they've lost, and it was it was really some NFL talent. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that they've recruited well, and I think that's a great coaching staff. I have I have the ultimate respect for Luke Fickle, yeah. and you know he he's he's an SEC type coach. I mean, or a Big Ten type coach, however you want to say it. And that program is is so much better than probably anybody in Arkansas really understands. I just think it's hard to get, you know, hard to improve your win total by a win or two in this league when you lost, what was it, seven or eight guys that were 22 or older, uh, 23. I mean, those are grown men going up in in some cases against guys that are three or four years younger in in some spots. And I I thought that was an edge, and a lot of things broke for Arkansas with some quarterbacks that weren't ready or in their prime or got the hook like in the Texas and the Texas A&M games. You you may not catch all of those breaks this year with with your opponents. And uh, then you take out some of these older guys that aren't playing. I think you could be improved, but it may not show up on the bottom line uh, the way the way you're expecting. They, they may be more talented on defense than, than they were. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's part of it. You know, I. Um, yeah, you lose Grant Morgan. Drew Sanders is a more talented player. He's bigger and he's faster, um, and he is he is a talent. And you think, well, he, you know, he's in his first year. Well, he's in his first year at Arkansas, but he's been at Alabama and he's competed toe to toe at Alabama to a point that he was a starter until he became injured. That he started on the edge at Alabama, and. You know, there's not very many guys. There's not very many football players in America that can do that. Um, go to Alabama, and then roll right in as a starter, is is uh, you know as a second year player. So I I think that his ability to contribute is probably underestimated too. And I think that the secondary, particularly at cornerback, might be more talented. And that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they had to make the biggest strides to play the kind of defense they want. If you want to blitz, you got to be able to cover on the outside for you know a count or two. Yeah. And they just hadn't had that. And I, I think they, you know, 
that they couldn't cover against Ole Miss. That was the the thing that was really glaring in that game is that they just turned people loose on the outside. Yeah. I, um, I think defensively, what's interesting. You tell me, tell me how I'm wrong here, Clay, because I'm probably missing something in this, but. You know, with Tarian Carter out for an indefinite period of time, and, and perhaps maybe the whole season, but Sam's been tight-lipped on that. How guys like Jashad Stewart or Eric Gregory, you know, Landon Jackson, Nichols, those guys that you get, you got some transfers there too. That's going to determine whether Barry Odom can play three down linemen or four, or whether you you know what you can do. And the secondary is a factor in that as well. But um, that. That's what's going to control the whole way you set up the defense is is how good you come out of August really believing you are up front on defense. Yeah, I think there's probably just from watching in in the in the spring, I think, you know, a guy like Cam Ball is really developed. And I think maturity, uh, understanding, pad level, I think that guy is gonna be a beast that we're probably, you know, missing, you know, they they have some natural maturation inside and and I, I think that I think they're gonna be all right. Now they can't sustain injuries there, but they they picked up some some guys, some transfers in in you know, Dorian Gerald is a guy that, that was being cross trained to, to move inside some and that gives them another another dude. And he he's been a dude at times. You know, he was ready to be something special it, you know, the last two years, and, it, and things just didn't work out. He needs a break, and and it could it could be something that's that's significant in the development of this team. Let's take a quick phone call. Go down to South Arkansas, where Charlie and Camden is waiting. Charlie, we're getting closer and closer, almost a month out from Razorback football. Your thoughts this morning on a football Friday? Oh man, uh, you know how I am. So I'm ready. I've been I've been chomping at the bit since uh, baseball ended, but Clay's making some great points here, and I, I just want to kind of chime in a bit. I think, you know, I don't think inside is going to be a problem for us. I think, Clay, you said it. We got guys who are going to be fine inside on that D-line. If you do decide to go four down, um, I think we're going to be fine inside. Yes, Torian Carter was a huge loss, but I think as far as inside, and uh, holding up against the run, I think we're going to be fine. My question, and even Pittman mentioned it, are we going to have a couple guys step up on the outside? And I, I know you brought in Jackson, but who is that going to be? And that, and that's my question. And, yeah, they have, you know, some guys that have come in. But uh, who's going to, you know, step up if we do go to four down? Whatever we do, uh, who's going to step up and consistently be able to come off the outside? At the end of the day, well, you're making the point about the running backs and this offense line. Look, at the end of the day, that's what's going to keep this team in games. Because that's, hey, up front, they're as good, in my opinion, as anybody in this league, offensive line-wise. I, I truly believe that. They're starting five, whoever their left tackle becomes, uh, which is probably going to be Crawford, I think. And I think he's going to be able to play anywhere. But, you know, if somebody goes down, what happens there? But. I, I just think, you know, their starting five is going to be as good as anybody's in the SEC offensive line-wise, and that's what you hang your hat on. That's going to make these backs better. And uh, as far as the passing game goes, yeah, you know, Pittman said it. It's going to be by committee, and we're going to be fine there. I, I'm not I'm not as worried after, you know, hearing them talk, and Malik Hornsby's going to be huge. You know, I'm going to 
Tommy, I'm, I'm going to say this. This schedule is super tough. But if they – if they let's just, let's just find that say. If they start off 4-0 and Alabama's 4-0 going into that game, let me, let me tell you guys something. I, Ty, I want to ask you, how crazy is it going to be leading up to that game that weekend if both teams are 4-0 and and that game's going to be in Fayetteville? How awesome that atmosphere is going to be. I appreciate you guys, and I'll hang yeah, up and listen. It'll be, Charlie, on the, it'll be on the level of 2010, guys. Yeah, and to your point, I, I was talking to some, not executives, but ESPN PR people this week down at SEC Media Days, and it was – wasn't guaranteed that they'd be there for game day, but you could pretty much guarantee there that that atmosphere. And I, I just think about like the the situation Arkansas could find itself in because everyone everyone has that one game you went to as a either young man or young lady or maybe it was in, in your mids or your 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 eights or whatever. But like I, I keep like I don't care if you're. 89 i don't care if you're you're 15 everyone tells me that's the loudest that stadium's ever been in 2010 and i, I know there's a debate on what, what what was the loudest bud walton has been is it 99 against auburn was it uh, one of those kentucky games was it 95 when thurman hit that shot to win it the regular season that that's more of a debate but that's what i keep coming back to and if you you pack that out tommy you always bring up man that we haven't seen that stadium at 80,000 with and uh, Texas, other than Garth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Texas wasn't sold out. I, I know it was technically sold out, but it wasn't. I mean, that was, I think, a top 10 what, level what, of the ninth largest yeah. crowd in stadium yeah. history. I think that, it was. That sounds right. But, that, I mean, that is a powder keg waiting to happen if you can yeah. if you can get to that point. It's easier said than none. you got to beat Cincy. you got to beat Rattler. you got to beat Texas A&M and Jerry World. But if you get through that, man, that's going to be a fun week. We won't have to do much that week. No, we'll that's just going to sit here and talk. It'll be a lot of uh, lot of excitement. Probably, probably the toughest ticket since the 2010 game to to get into a football game. It, it you know it, it'll make some some challenges to get a good seat for that game. But uh, Clay, there's a lot of football to play ahead of that, and that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be the best recruiting opportunity for Sam Pittman to get four and five stars on campus. I mean, there's just a lot of things if you could get there, but there's. So many bridges you got to cross to get to that point. Yeah, I mean, you're you're skipping over the most important part. They, they got to get through camp and you know keep all their bullets, and you know just that's the toughest part for for Sam Pittman. And I, I don't, I think people misunderstand the games are easy. Getting through camp and deciding how much do you scrimmage and Tommy you. You're old school. You you, th- you always were talking about that they don't scrimmage like they used to. Well, no, they don't. And it's because they have, you know, a worry that they're going to lose, you know, a couple of defensive players, you know, at one position, or they're going to lose, um, you know, that, you know, what's the guy they can't lose? What's well, Ricky Stromberg? I mean, I, I don't know who the other center. I mean, it might be Luke Jones. Uh, by the way, Luke Jones is going to be the left tackle, and that that was clear after talking to Dalton Wagner yesterday. He was just really emphasizing what kind of summer he had, and and they're they're working Crawford on the right side, either at guard or at tackle. And I, th- I think we uh, don't probably have a concept of how hard it is to switch sides. Uh, you know, when you're a tackle, 
you know, you're on the right side, you're dropping that right foot, right, yeah. Tommy? So it's all the, the footwork, I would imagine, is the toughest challenge. And then on the left placement. side, you're dropping the left foot in yeah. pass protection. It is just, it is really hard to to switch those, you know, often. Um, the, the guys that do that. In fact, Wagner hey, said hey. he played left tackle one time as, as a freshman. He said it was really hard. What was it, Petrino or, or, or Beal? I can't remember. They had strong side and weak Petrino side. Petrino flipped them. Petrino yeah. flipped them, yeah, which I, I always found that amazing that those guys could, could be ambidextrous with their and footwork. The yeah. offensive linemen hate that. Yeah. They absolutely do not like it. Hitler will never uh, do that. So. Yeah, that's all. You know, you see a lot of high school teams do that, but. Rarely do you, you know, that used to be pretty common. And it was, to, 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 you know, he did it because he was wanting to put his best guy on the weakest guy, you know, and figure it out. So, and then uh, go strong side, weak side. And, and, and uh, it used to be you had the biggest guys on the strong side and the smallest size on the weak side. And then you would pull the weak side guys. You know, that, that, was, the, that was the thing. Uh, it's not really done that much anymore because the left tackle wants to be the left tackle and not play anything else and just really get good at that. Well, but my point is they've got to get through practice. They've got to get through August. And, I mean, you know, it's it's not easy. And, I, you know, I think everybody's a little nervous right now, jittery, you know, with these temperatures, uh, you know, 102, 104, setting records every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, how, you know, you, you got to go inside. And, you know, it's like, you know, are you getting them tough enough? Are you hitting yeah. enough? And then, you know, you're just not wanting to tackle uh, Rocket Sanders and A.J. Green and Rashad Dubinion. Don't tackle them. Just don't hit them, boys. But, you know, then you then you have those good games right out of the chute. Yeah. And probably Hornsby on that list, too, because what no it means question. if something happens to K.J. and he's, he's – Perhaps from an, athlete's, yeah. from an athlete standpoint, might be one of the best you've got on the team. So, he uh, is, yeah. yeah. He is. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or just a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun and passion for both of you. But don't worry. BlueChew.com is here to save the day. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because Blue Chew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done on Online, Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Blue Chew tablets are made right here in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BELIEVE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your first month free. 
You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next with zero carbs coming to a liquor store near you in February. The crowd's into it. They just threw him out of the game. They just threw him out of the game. He's gotten his second technical and he's been thrown out of the ball game. of the morning rush on a football Friday. There are only a handful of iconic voices that as soon as you hear them or her, you know exactly who that is. Well, one of those in college football, particularly the SEC, is Brad Nessler. And he's going to be joining us coming up in just a sec. A nice, just genuine human being, Tommy, that I can't wait to share with our audience. I can't wait to hear him. and glad he's going to be with us in just a second. want to let you know if you're a small business owner and you need help with your website, or maybe you're starting a new business, you don't even have a website, uh, call our buddy Jordan over at Matchstick Studios, 479-755-3043. They can create you a great-looking website that functions for your business the way you need it and has the features you need for uh, for only $95 a month. And they can have it up in a few days, not a few weeks or a few months. So they're ready to get going for you. SEO-friendly copywriting, hosting, SSL security, built-in support, easy-to-edit uh, features, and no upfront cost, just $95 a month. 479-755-3043. Or check out examples of what I'm talking about online at modularorange.com. That's modularorange.com. There's a certain sound and a certain music bed that gets everyone hyped up, and that is the SEC on CBS. And you're hearing the laugh that you hear all the time during the broadcast, and that is the voice of SEC football, Brad Nessler. Brad, thank you so much for making some time for us, kind of recounting back to how long it's been for you in Fayetteville. We'd love to have you back week five when Alabama comes to town. I tell you, I'd love to be there, too, and i take it because Coach Pittman's done an awesome job. I texted him when he got his new contract. He's deserving of it, and I love being there, and I hope we get back. That'd be that'd be uh, that'd be a good weekend, and we looked at that one on the calendar. Got it kind of circled, but I I don't make those choices like I was telling you. Once we uh, kind of pick four or five games, that's about all we pick. Florida and Georgia. Uh, we know our doubleheader. One of our doubleheaders is uh, Texas A&M and uh, and Alabama at night in Tuscaloosa. So yeah, but that'd be a good. I'd, I'd do that one. I'd take it right now. I guess the last time you've been was for basketball. The Arkansas Kentucky game was you and Pete Gillen, which was a phenomenal game. You had Oscar Shibwe and JD Note going back and forth. I know we're here at Media Days, but man, what an atmosphere that was. Oh, it was it was one of the best games I've done in a while because first of all, everybody didn't expect it to be that close, and uh, you know when you have stars like that. And uh, just makes it that much more fun. But the atmosphere was spectacular. Now, I've never been to Auburn. You mentioned that before we came on, that's going to be where your game where Penn State comes down. That's going to be an incredible non-conference game early on. What is a game in Auburn and Jordan Air like for the Arkansas fans in attendance? Outside the Eagle flying, what else can they look for? Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I was just telling somebody, uh, it, it's always spectacular one of one of the reasons it's kind of the overall atmosphere first of all we stay right on campus and it's actually the university center where the hotel is and so the fans are there they come in it's dog friendly i mean it's like this whole family atmosphere and then there's rvs for as long as you can see all the way out to uh i-85 you know so um just the experience of getting down there on a thursday seeing that many people already geared up for a football game and then working their way into a frenzy for 2 30 or 7 30 whatever the thing might be but you know non-conference game that early in the season they had a great game last year up there and so the return trip uh, i hope it's i hope it's half the game it was last year 
thinking back to last season, you were on call for the Texas A&M-Arkansas game in Jerry World, and the best part of that game was at the very end when you said, I just got a text from my friend Justin Moore, WPS. And it had been since 2011 since we beat A&M, and it finally happened again. Yeah, it was great. I mean, KJ and the whole group, I mean, I I love that team. They were so much fun to watch. Uh, You know, they've lost some firepower off that, but I'm sure they've got some guys in reserve this year that are going to be just as as good, and he's going to be at the quarterback position just as good as anybody. Going to be kind of a quarterback-driven league, I think, again this year. And if you don't have an elite one, you don't really have a chance to win, and they have an elite one. And uh, he's just so darn fun to watch. A guy that big, that's that fast, that can do it, you know, can do everything. Throw, run, the decisions he makes are really good. So um, it'll be a blast. And that was a fun game. Some of the times you you come up with something I did last year, and I go, I forgot I did that game at Terry World. Yeah, that was good. I remember I have listened to your call. I'm driving to Kansas City going to a Chiefs game because a listener invited me to go. And I almost (laughs) drive us off the road. But you talk about moments you don't remember. I bet you remember that. Yeah, you know, big plays like that are so much fun. And and Traylon was such a competitor he's going to be a really good nfl player but when you got guys like that and they hook up on a play that big you just get lucky when that happens you know you do so many kind of nonchalant plays whether it's a two-yard touchdown or whatever you get a big play on on a, a go route like that and you just go wow he just ran by that guy and i thought he was supposed to be this physical receiver he just he just blew his doors off you know so uh, yeah, big plays like that are a lot of fun. This is kind of an interesting dynamic for you. Now with the CBS SEC contract expiring, I would guess these games are that much more special to you. I'm going to cherish them. There's no doubt about that, you know, because we don't know if it's one more year, two more years. There's speculation. Well, we know it's going to be this year. And then, you know, everybody speculated about whether or not uh, it would get bought out or whatever. And that's way above my pay scale. Somebody else can make that decision. I hope it's two more years because I, I love, you know, I live in the SEC. And uh, if, if I switch and go to some other conference, it's not going to be quite the same. But done that before, you know, uh, started, at, started at CBS back in 90 and did uh, three basketball seasons, two football seasons, and then went to ESPN. And that's when Gary and I were together for uh, almost eight years. And now this will be our sixth year back together uh, the second time. So, you know, I always say we, we got married, we got divorced, and then we got remarried. So... Uh, we have a lot of fun together, and uh, I don't know. He he keeps track of things like this. He says that we will be, when this year gets going, the longest running uh, guys that have done college football, including Keith and Vern and all those guys. They did a certain amount of years with the same partner, but to be with the same guy for 16 years is a lot. I can never do play-by-play because I swear too much during games. You have a knack for not doing that. But you have so much passion. Some guys just have it for football. Some guys just have it for basketball. But I would listen to you. It's for both. And it's not just for a specific team. You're not a homer broadcaster. How are you able to just put in that enthusiasm? And did it take you a while to establish that? Or was it just always there at a young age? I think it was always there. And, you know, nobody reinvents the wheel in this business. You know, you start off and... I grew up in admiring or, you know, thinking about Pat Summerall and Keith Jackson and Kurt Gowdy and, and Vern Lundquist and, you know, all these guys. And you, uh, Dick Enberg, you steal a little bit from each guy, and that, that becomes you, you know. And then and, uh, hopefully someday some young guys will say, I'm, I'm stealing something from Brad Nestler. I'd be honored to have somebody do that. But um, I don't know. I'm a fan like everybody else. I, and, you know, I, I don't admit to know everything about every team. What I like to think is that by Saturday afternoon at 3.30 or 2.30, um, 
that I'm going to know as much as the fan base of that particular team does. And uh, I'm a fan of football. I mean, I watch NFL games pretty much all day Sunday, and I have my favorite teams, be it Atlanta or Minnesota or whoever. I might be a Colts fan this year because of Matt Ryan. But, um, you know, so I, I just I get consumed with it, and I don't, I don't know that I do anything else which is much with as much passion. I, I don't, you know, I don't golf. I fish. I do, you know, I have hobbies. I have classic cars. I have stuff I like to do, but I don't like to do anything more than I like to do football and basketball. So when you when you kind of dig your job that much, I guess it shines through a little bit, and it's just the way I am. You've said a lot of great things to this point, but you just locked in on something that every one of our listeners just heard. That's fishing. The White River in Arkansas, in North Arkansas, is the best trout fishing. And Luke Bryan was there this past week. I'm telling you, Brad, if you have not made it up to Gaston's, that is a place you have to visit, man. Okay, I know what I'm going to do as soon as I get done with you. I'm going to text my buddy, Jimmy Dykes, and say, okay, Jimmy, White River, let's go, buddy. It's absolutely fun. Well, Brad, I really appreciate it. Last thing, I was asking you about it before. Big news now, I'm 27-year-old. You know what I did in middle school and high school? I played NCAA football, and your voice was on it. And now this is something that's coming back in the summer of 2023. Can I go and just put you in as the voice, or what's the uh, what's the thought process? Had a, had a lot of people say that to me already, and I said, well, the EA Sports people haven't called me yet, so uh, I don't think you liked that check last time I talked to you. I did. Not- yeah, I did. There was nothing wrong with that part. I got my daughter through college all the, all the many years she went, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I did it for like 12 years, and I probably ran its course with me, and they probably need somebody younger to get in there. And I don't know how much is going to change and how much is going to be the same, but whoever takes over will be in for a lot of repetitious work because <laughs> stitching all that stuff together to make one play sound good is one thing, but doing a play from the one-yard line and doing it exactly the same way all 99 yards of the field and doing that with just about every kind of play there is took a lot of recording man and i'm surprised my voice still works sometimes he's brad nestler the voice of sec on cbs brad thank you so much for your time thanks buddy that was a treat this week and as someone that has grown up in college football like i have seen brad with todd blackledge on saturday nights he mentioned gary danielson was his first partner actually when he got started in this uh you can you can feel the passion, guys, that he has for this sport. He is right in his wheelhouse where he wants to be, especially as a resident in Atlanta and SEC country. All right, let's react to some more of that in just a second. We're brought to you by Teeter Motors in Malvern and Mina and in Sheridan. Check out their selection right now. they got a big selection. So if you've been elsewhere and can't find what you want, Denny, Teeter, and his crew have went out of their way and above and beyond to get you a great selection at a competitive price. And you can visit with the owner right there on the showroom floor, uh, find out about their attention to detail and attention to service and they'll make a sweet deal for you follow the teeter motors trail visit them in malvern mina or in sheridan or online at teetermotors.com and remember the deals are always sweeter at teeter you know you're in a big game if brad nestler is doing it i i hope that if cbs and the sec which are they're, they're headed for uh, an end to their current relationship i would love to see nestler somehow uh you know and gary danielson fit into the new plans with the sec and espn yeah, and we've seen transition with broadcasters, right? Most notably Joe Buck and Troy Aikman moving to Monday Night Football. We've joked about that ESPN needs to buy that CBS SEC song that you hear every single Saturday because it truly doesn't feel like a 2.30 football game without having that, too. And 
and Brad Nessler. It was Vern before Brad who did a great job, and now Nessler is taking it over and done a marvelous job. I would hope, kind of like you, Tommy, that maybe he goes back to ESPN just so we can have that game. And Clay, he kind of mentioned his schedule. Uh, he called the Arkansas-Texas A&M game, as we referred to. As Tommy was saying, you'd love to have him back in Fayetteville because that means it's going to be a marquee game in your home stadium. Yeah, when you see that guy show up, you know it's the real deal. And uh, it's, it's you know, there's been some others through time. You know, Keith Jackson was the guy for a while. And uh, I never was a Brent Musburger guy. I don't know why. I mean, is, is there... Is there something? Was there something about Brent that uh, I mean, maybe a little arrogance that these guys don't have? Uh, but he's uh, he he's the you know everybody's and I trust Jimmy Dykes and he's man he's just he's just real and I you know that's that's uh, that's a description that never gets old when somebody that you really like like Jimmy says that then you know it's probably true right mm-hmm. yeah and Tommy I mean Brad's been. When Brad's in Fayetteville, good things happen. 2014, Michael calls game-winning dunk. Last year, you beat Kentucky. Football-wise, he's in. He's doing the A&M game. You beat him. I mean, he's been part of from some pretty pretty special Arkansas moments. And I know, listen, there, and, and I, I love Brad, and I think he's fantastic. Chuck's calls will always do it for people a little more in our state than they will everyone else, but. I mean, I, he's got some pretty memorable calls. I can I can almost visualize and and tell you exactly what he said on certain touchdown and and basketball plays, man. I think Brad Nestler and, and right now Joe Tessitore is, are as good as you get in college football. And uh, I know you're a, you're a Gus Johnson man, but I think those two, um, you know, take the game to the next level. And Brad does it with kind of a reserved enthusiasm and, and, and he gets up for the big plays, but he doesn't, you know, blow the speakers out on your TV screaming through, through the microphone. And, uh, you know, he just, he's a pro's pro. Yeah. He, he has such a, um, a vigor about him when, when something like big happens, like when, for example, Josh Dobbs throws that game winning touchdown against, um, Georgia, I think he was on call for maybe maybe that was Vert, but there's just certain calls that he's had over the years that you can specifically remember. And again, uh, it's fun to it's fun to know that he's been a part of some special Arkansas games, which you've come on the high side one. Sometimes we, Tommy, you talk about some of the best games Arkansas's ever had. They've lost, yeah. <laughs> which stinks, but uh, that he's definitely been a part of some significant and great wins. Yeah. So is it pretty cool to sit down with somebody like that, Ty? Yeah, I mean, when I've told you before, so I remember when I stepped foot in the Arkansas media room for the first time, and, I, and I've told you this, and I mean, I grew up sitting in my grandpa's lap or next to him reading Hogs Illustrated. First, it was just pics because I didn't know how to read. Second, and then I started to learn. I think I, th- I think I started to learn reading my 10th grade year of high school. I think that was right. <laughs> that sounds right. You're still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. still figuring it out a little bit. But, no, it's – I, I think it, that's what makes media days so special for me and kind of back to the meet the media room is like I grew up reading Bob and and Wally and Tom or and listening to Trey and, and Randy and all these other guys on the radio and I mean I'm not considered their level but it's like it's like one of those things where now you they at least you don't know your name right and so that's how that's kind of I'm like a kid in the candy store till even still even at 27 years old yeah, just they, because they I know who you are and they head the other direction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. see him coming. Well, they, they at least they at least have the courtesy to wave and smile. No, but but, but, but to, 
but to sit with Brad Nessler and do do an interview and him take your questions seriously, which he obviously did, that's got to be pretty cool. So let's talk about best chances. You mentioned the Alabama game. Um, you know, there's some other games I think you could end up, and I don't have the compiled. You didn't brought me my note card schedule back. Dude, I they that, didn't have them this I got to get that I... compiled grid that uh, makes it easy to see all the games week to week. But you could could see, and I don't know all the other games that are being played the week you play A and M, but. Uh, you could see the Arkansas A&M game and then the following week the Arkansas-Alabama game both being the marquee games of the week and, and being that 230 SEC game. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I don't know everything going on both those weeks, but that would have to be on the board as a possibility right now. Yeah, so I, I got to say, Tommy, do me a favor. I want you to get your phone and download the Yahoo Sports app. That's yeah. the one I use, and it, it compiles the SEC pretty well. So that week you play A&M, Tommy. What's Kansas an app? State, and what's an app? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's that thing you order before the entree <laughs> okay, at a restaurant. Uh, Kent State against Georgia. Eh. Northern Illinois and Kentucky. Eh. Charlotte against South Carolina. Eh. Florida, Tennessee. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Vandy against Alabama, eh. Missouri against Auburn, eh. Tulsa against Mississippi, eh. New Mexico against LSU. They're gonna you see the only teams that you got to face off against is Florida and Tennessee, yeah. which Florida and Tennessee is a pretty big game, even if you're not an SEC East guy. So you, I mean, Tommy, you've basically got a. I would give yourself a fifty percent chance Thank to you, host to, to host CBS and Brad and Gary be down there in Jerry World for yeah. Week Four. That's right, and I did note when Saban was up. Earlier this week, speaking guys, I, you know they had their schedule up, and I I did notice multiple times, Bama plays Vanderbilt the week before Arkansas. So there's there's yeah. no sneaking up. There's no uh, you know they can talk all they want about paying all the attention to Vanderbilt that week, and then Arkansas, but uh, they're going to be fully prepared. There will be no excuses or reasons they're not prepared uh, coming into uh, to Fayetteville, and they'll have their their uh, their antennas up because they got Vanderbilt the week before. Well, let me throw a little a little. Um something into that a&m's the week after for them guys mm-hmm. and they well anderson talked about it jordan battle talked about it i think bryce young talked about it coach saban kind of did the coach speak but that could help you the fact that there's going to be so much attention and focus on that game for them next week and arkansas is going to be good regardless they might be undefeated there might be three and one i don't think they'll be two and two in that game <laughs> i hope not arkansas but, could spoil the party couldn't they yes they i mean <laughs> Nick Saban's teams, for the most part, aren't known to look ahead, but this game feels different. And when players touch on it unprovoked, like it's one thing if you're asked about it and then you answer the question, but I felt like that these guys just wanted to talk about it even without being asked the questions. I I think they there's a chance that you might get lucky. You don't get any you don't get any luck before because Vanderbilt sucks, Mm -hmm. but you might get lucky in the fact Clay that they just a little bit might be looking towards the Aggies that next week. Well, they've got that one circled. They got their butt speed down there. I mean, that's that's and then that doesn't even count the the little verbal jousting by the head coaches and you know that it's uh, they've heard for a year that they lost that game and that that's the first time you know a Saban assistant has beaten the master. So they they they've heard all that and. Uh, they've talked about it amongst themselves, and so that's their motivation during the summer. We got to, you know, you always pick out one, and you know, you don't have to point to Auburn. That's the end of the season. Uh, so, and I want to tell you that they circled it. They circled Ole Miss last year, and you saw what they did. Mm-hmm. 
to them. I mean, that you don't was, want to uh, be in their crosshairs. So. Yeah, no, you don't. But I don't think Arkansas is there. I think they will take Arkansas serious, but I don't think that game is circled. Yeah. Uh, you may get there someday, but you're not there. And I guess that's the that's the ultimate uh, compliment is that it, that you know Alabama's got you circled. That means mm-hmm. you've done something. I, I don't think Arkansas is quite there, but it's uh, it's noteworthy. And it's been talked about that Arkansas went toe-to-toe with them. And uh, you, you can't just do that once, though. Yeah. I'd much rather have Vanderbilt the week after instead of the week before. No, you got <laughs> it. Playing Bama. <laughs> it's a great time to shop for jewelry. Our selection of inventory is wonderful, from very inexpensive boutique pieces to the finest diamonds and gemstones in the world. But now it's such a cool time. No longer are you limited by one person's vision of beauty. We can make anything you can imagine. We can use your materials or we can provide everything. You can see the finished jewelry as a 3D digital rendering before you even start the job. Start your journey of a lifetime with us at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Your SEC update coming at you live on the morning rush. Now, we were talking about this during the break, and I misspoke this morning, had it written down. Who would have guessed? I misspoke. That never happens. Jimbo Fisher said yesterday that when he's been hearing permanent opponents, Texas, LSU, and Mississippi State, not Ole Miss. He also added, guys, that he'd like to play Arkansas annually as well. And, Clay, you were kind of discussing when – some coaches might have a, a better chance to, to get what they want out of this whole thing than uh, some of the others in this league. Cache, yep. Nick's going to say who they're going to play, right? And Auburn's, so a, you, Auburn's a guarantee for them, and they they probably a chance to get away from Tennessee if you want if they wanted to get rid of that game. But they've they've won a lot of those. So, so think, Mississippi State is seventy miles away. Mississippi State definitely wants to play Alabama because that's their biggest crowd. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Alabama. I mean, for years, it could be as many as 20,000 Alabama fans. Vanderbilt wants Alabama. Same deal. They, they, they bring thirty to you know 35,000 for that, that game. You know, those people that can't get tickets in Bryant-Denny will go to, you know, Starkville and Nashville for those games. Yeah. And Texas is a guaranteed seller. Everybody's going to want one or, one or both of those if they get them. Yeah, in Oklahoma, yeah. I mean, you know, you just think Arkansas is going to get Oklahoma and Texas. They're not going to get Texas A&M. We just kind of have that feeling, right? That game's going to be every six years. You feel like Missouri's a lock. You're going to get saddled with Missouri. And Which you don't you you don't like that at all, Tommy? No, I just think it's it's an arranged marriage. You know, it's it's a shotgun wedding, and uh, because uh, because of geography. So no, I don't prefer it. And you know, I I think Ole Miss would be uh, a team because of the, the the rivalry, the tradition, the the balance of the programs. They, they've been historically pretty even as football programs. So um, you know, I, I could see Arkansas having Ole Miss, and Ole Miss both schools wanting each other as permanent opponents too. Yeah, I want the Missouri game. 
but I want it moved. I want I want Arkansas and Oklahoma to end the year. Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Uh, so, hold up, say that again. Arkansas, Oklahoma, to okay. end the year. To, Move the, the Missouri year. game somewhere else in the season. Okay. Yeah, I think that. Any any Arkansas fan hate that idea? I'm in on that. Uh, Kyler Firmer, Texas A&M quarterback Tyler Murray has agreed to a five-year, $230 million extension with Arizona. Tommy, we were talking about NBA contracts. I don't think this NFL contract's too shabby either. No, no, and uh, the only thing is, is the word guaranteed in there for all of it? I mean, there's a, uh, there's a good chunk of it, but, uh, yeah, that's the difference of the NBA and the NFL is that, that, that big G word, guarantee. Yeah, the uh, that's it's a little different in football than it is uh, basketball and baseball, and that guarantee is in, involved. Now, y'all were talking a they're, little earlier. They're not they're not really in love though. They're, that's no. That like you say, that could still be a traded deal, and it might be in two years. You say, well, this is uh, what you're going to get now. The guarantee goes away. He's. He he doesn't seem like the easiest teammate to get along with, guys. And he's very talented, but there are certain guys that you you just it, it's hard to get along with. He seems to be one of those players because that dates back to even out in high school. All right, last thing here in our SEC update: Clark Lee had the most words in his opening statement, guys, with two thousand three hundred and forty. Word. Sam Pittman was fourth behind Shane Beamer and his former boss, Kirby Smart. But someone actually counted up and tallied the words that were said in the opening statement uh, of I mean, each of these coaches. If you're Clark Lee, this is the most anyone's going to pay attention to you all year long. So, I mean, if you're the Vanderbilt head coach, this is your one chance. So, yeah, it makes sense that you'd give the longest opening address because this is the only time anyone even halfway pays attention to what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so ahead, I, I've got this this thought that sometimes a coach is like, okay, if I fill up all 30 minutes or what, is that how much they get? 30, 45 minutes? What is it, Ty? I think it's 30. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's if, if I talk for 20, I, there's not going to be any room left for anybody to ask any questions. <laughs> I just, man, man, man we, do, we do a three-hour radio show every day, and there's – our, our run now is a little shorter today because we had so much content for this week. But I mean, I'm I have eight pages of stuff, and I don't know about y'all. I get I get winded after Tommy, you, and I going back and forth for a good twenty minute segment. So I don't know how some of the the guys that are elite in radio can do solo shows. I I I think I'll probably have a co host at some point in time the rest of my life. That's probably where I'm at. That's going to do it for your SEC update. It is brought to you by Ashley Air. Hey, Ashley Air is the one you want to call when you have a when you have a plumbing need. The name you know and trust for all your heating and cooling is the same great people uh, that can take care of your plumbing needs now. Right now, take $50 off any plumbing repair or get a $129 drain cleaning plus a two-year parts and labor warranty. Some restrictions apply. Hey, if you've got a clogged drain or a leaky faucet, Ashley Air is the one to call. Go to AshleyAir.com to schedule your plumbing service today. That's AshleyAir.com, proud sponsors of Razorback Athletics. All right, boys, what we got planned for the weekend? I'm assuming fishing is going to be involved for you, Clay. What? Tommy, what well, you got corked up for this weekend? Yeah, it's really hot. And I, you know, you pick your spots. I don't think I can. I tried uh, this week to fish for a little bit and then also tried to play golf. And 
he got me both times. I mean, it's just really, it's not smart to be out there for, for very long. Like nine holes instead of 18, three hours instead of seven hours or eight hours fishing. Just, you know, pick your spots and go, you know, break off a little bit of this and make sure you got Gatorade, water, whatever. You know, it's it's nasty. I will say, Tommy, we, we played, we're, we're still playing indoor basketball in different facilities, but we were playing outdoor basketball a summer or two ago. There's been no outdoor basketball this no, no. year, man. No, no, it's, uh, you, you couldn't even play at midnight right now. So it'd be too no. hot if you played it in the middle of the night outside. It'd be, it'd be too warm. So, I mean, it's almost too warm to, to go get in the pool. That sounds crazy, but I mean, if your pool's on the you know on the west side of the house and gets afternoon sun you know fortunately mine's bath water either yeah east or north side of the house but you're yeah i mean it's just it's not even refreshing so uh you know pool water right now can you know be in the 90s so that it's, it's just crazy it's hard to hard to find relief yeah i was What's, scooping up water from the white river and then putting it, that on my head kind of getting you know myself an ice bath but it's uh you know it's you know i I played early this summer in San Antonio. Of course, it was already, you know, 98 to 100 degrees there. They, they call it dry heat. It's not nearly as bad. But about every three holes, they had an ice chest with uh, wash rags in ice, and you take those off and wash your legs and your arms, and it's refreshment. I, that's that's almost what you have to do outside right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very, very hot. Dangerous. Yeah. It's So I'm going to... The plan today, the guy I'm sitting next to, we're going to go get – we got to go if there's a – what I've learned, when you're not in Arkansas and there's a place, whether it's a bar or restaurant or whatever, that has any mention of a pig, you go to it, right, just because it feels like home. So we're going to a barbecue place called Peg Leg Porker, and i got to figure out what cowboy hat I'm going to get. Now, Clay is, uh, has suggested to get a resist all. But George Strait resistance. That's a little. That's a little out of my price range. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm surprised. They're like 140, have, right? Yeah, I might have to. You know, Tommy, I can expense that, right? We can get. We can take care of it back. You on can the attempt back to. End. Yeah. Attempt to. Okay. All if right, I thought you would actually wear it, I might spring for it. But I don't think. I think even I'd if you it. had it, you would not wear it. I got a couple weddings coming up. There, cowboy hats are great for wedding receptions. It because uh, the bride always wants to wear it. She's like, oh, can I? borrow that for a second you, of course you have to say yes but and i guess uh all these guys listening right now that are actually worthy yeah. of wearing cowboy hats or are, are are just shaking their heads and beating their radio right now that and that's <laughs> what i'm talking about wearing a cowboy hat to a wedding reception you would think that you know the right cowboy hat the right boots all these you know baby showers gender reveals wedding reception you you'd think he would eventually you know uh Close the deal somewhere, Clay, and quit. You know where he wasn't going stagged all these events. I have no hope for Ty. Yeah. None. You would. You would think you that. Would think. And and I swear, you know what? You know what's happened. I noticed this last year when I turned twenty six. Is the question that I get every single time that I've seen my parents is any prospects or <laughs> have you met anyone? It's just it, and it wasn't like that first twenty five years of my life. But something, I guess, something clicked at twenty. The clock's 26. ticking. Clock's ticking, man. Clock's not ticking, man. Males are. I mean, y'all, y'all work with me. You, you know that the uh, what's the word? The, the maturation process hasn't necessarily hidden all areas that needs to 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 be at a point where I should tie the knot and get on that one knee. I'm. I'll tell you what, though, with this with this bum knee I got, this left, I, I got to figure out when I do get on one knee how I'm going to kneel. 
because I don't want to like topple over and fall because um, that would be that would be embarrassing. And you know me, man, I love to embarrass myself. Make sure there's a handrail close. Yeah. A handrail. I, that, See, that's it, a good idea. In mine and Clay's age, it's it's not about getting down; it's about getting back up. Oh, no question. <laughs> We you can get I, down on a knee and beg for forgiveness is what I, happens when you've been married as long as Clay or I have. But it's the it's the rising from the one knee to get, get back straight and straightened up. That's the problem. I, I'll tell you what, Tommy, for whatever reason, I woke up on Thursday after uh, yesterday and my I, I, so I had this black eye. Right. And so people would ask me, did you get in a fight? Did, did you get in a fight with an A&M fan all week? Because they know I hate A&M. But then. I have this, like, bum. What's the thing behind your, uh, it's not patella, but uh, maybe it's a quad. My quad was, like, it felt like a shotgun had shot it when I woke up Thursday morning. So I'm limping. I have this black eye. It legitimately looked like I got in a fight the night before. Um, so I I don't know. What's the, uh, Clay, what's the age restriction? Like, how old do you have to be to get a life alert? I know you've applied for one of those, but. How old do you have to be to actually the necklace thing around you? Is it, I've fallen and I hadn't get up. Yeah, can't get I've up. Fallen, I can't get up. <laughs> Why would What's you the, ask me that? <laughs> because I know you have one. <laughs> I know you definitely have one. You've at least gotten a quote on one. You might not have it yet, but you've, you've inquired about it. I'm least. taking my hearing aids out right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, golly, that'll be. Uh, I'll tell you what. And the reason I bring that up is even at 27 years old, I, I need one. I told you for the first time ever. Three years ago, I got a cramp in the pool, and I swear I'd never, I'd never had one of those before, yeah. and it was awful. I was like, I'm getting old. That's too many peach margaritas. Yeah. It, no, it was no alcohol induced. That's what, that's the, what, what the weird part the was. Night it before, was just, maybe. It was during the week, man. I was oh, in Arkansas. Yeah. No alcohol. Was okay. Considered. Hey, good job back there on that uh, in Atlanta, Ty. You, uh, I think you, you worked a little too hard. Probably didn't get enough sleep. Yeah, we were burning the candle at both ends, as my friend's mom likes to say. But we uh, we had a good time, and I felt like we got some, some good content today, and uh, hopefully our listeners enjoyed it. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.